It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. All right, here we go. Hour number two of the drive underway in your top four at four brought to you this afternoon by Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Marcus Young standing by. What do you got, Marcus? Thank you, Russell. At number one, D1 Baseball has announced their preseason rankings for NCAA Baseball. You want to take a guess at where Tennessee's at? Number two. You already know, didn't you? I didn't. I'm just guessing. Number oh, two? Yeah, we're at number two. L- behind LSU? Yep. So we have LSU, Tennessee, Stanford, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M taking up the top, top five spots. In the top 25 as a whole, you have LSU, Tennessee at one and two, Ole Miss at four, A&M at five, seven. You got the Gators, eight, Arkansas, 10, Vanderbilt, 20, Alabama, and 23, South Carolina. Eight spots, it looks like, if I'm counting right, by the SEC as a whole. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it is a tougher baseball league than it is a football league, and we all know what kind of football league it is. But it's it is a deeper and tougher baseball league. Now people don't care as much, but um, if you do care, you you understand how difficult it is to win the SEC in baseball. I'm fine with starting out number two. I'm fine. I I don't really want to be on top of the flagpole and we might get there eventually just have to learn how to deal with it but i kind of like being the hunter as opposed to the hunted yeah after last year i don't want to be number one going into the postseason ever again in baseball we probably will be though i mean i I think we're the best the pitching man pitching it's going to be probably i would imagine just casual observer us or lsu as we as we stand here today as they say in the business for us at number two, as we are preparing for the next round of the NFL playoffs, the Chargers have fired the offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi after their playoff collapse. They have fired both the offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and quarterbacks coach Shane Day. The team announced uh, today they expect to uh, keep head coach Brandon Staley, though, on the staff. There were a lot of people calling for his job Yeah, after they gave up 27-point lead to their loss to Jacksonville. He, he he went in and axed those guys, said, no, 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 don't ax me. I've got it under control. We're going to get rid of these guys. They're the problem, not the head coach. It's these guys. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was quite the fall apart. Well, it's two years in a row now that the Chargers' season ends amid game management questions. Mm. And, uh, you know, I... He he's done okay there, but they're going to have to win next year. They you know they're going to want to see playoff wins, or it's going to be it for Brandon Staley in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean their uh, their window is going to be. I mean they're a really talented team. Completely agree. Uh, at number three, the Titans have narrowed it down to three general manager candidates who have been set for second interviews. The three include the vice president of player personnel, Ryan Cowden, for the Titans, also the uh, kind of interim GM. You have the San Francisco 49ers director of pro uh, personnel, Rand Carthen, and the Chicago Bears assistant general manager, Ian Cunningham. All three have interviews uh, for round two. Got a bunch of thoughts here. Um, two real quick. I, I think it's strange that and the Titans aren't the only 
franchise that does this. Everybody does it this way now. But the way they broadcast who they're interviewing for all these things. I mean, colleges don't do that, right? You you never know who Mm-mm. Danny White is interviewing for a coaching job. You never know who Josh Heupel is interviewing. He's not going to tell you, hey, these are the three guys I'm considering for tight ends coach. I've interviewed each of them, and now we will move on to the second round of interviews. Everything's done secretly, and it used to be that way in the NFL. I don't know when it changed, just in the past couple of years, but now they literally, the teams announce this is who we're interviewing. So I just find that weird. Second of all, and Marcus, I, you know, both you guys interested your take. I'm kind of underwhelmed by the three finalists here, quite frankly. Oh, yeah? I I mean, I, I'm... I like the guy uh, Carthen out of San Francisco. Um, he is a Florida guy, unfortunately, but I don't know he's he's a young. He's like forty one. He's a young dude. Been a part of a winning program uh, of late. Um, I I definitely would like to see what he what he has to offer, but I mean I can understand. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, you, you look at the youth as a benefit. I, I mean, I, I guess you could see it either way. Um, I would like a little bit more experience. It seems like we're gambling uh, with all three of these candidates, whoever they hire. I mean, the Bears have been a dumpster fire, and I, I didn't see them getting any better. They were the worst team in football this year. Why would you want to bring in somebody who has helped preside over that, and then with Rand Carthon, I just look at that as—I mean, isn't that John Lynch's project out there that he and Shanahan? I mean, how much does he really, how much influence does he really have out there? And then why would you stay? If you're going to make the kind of move you did, where you fire the GM in the middle of the season, why are you, would you stay in house? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, I realize I'm being pretty negative here about it. It's just my initial thoughts on that list. I think those are all fair. Uh, assessments though uh it also states that mike vrabel will be a part of the second round of the interviews his he does have a voice in this matter as well as the ownership has stated and finally at number four uh tennessee number nine in men's basketball will be taking on mississippi state tonight at 7 p.m on espn2 it will be at humphrey coliseum in starksville tennessee is a six-point favorite and where starksville close enough yeah thank you marcus top four at four brought to you by our friends malone and costa dentistry at knoxville smiles it's where i go for all my dental work and you're gonna love it at knoxville smiles last time i was there for a routine dental cleaning in and out of there in 30 minutes it's unbelievable they've got it down to a science at Malone Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. You can take a virtual tour of their state-of-the-art West Knoxville facility online at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. You can also schedule your appointment there, or you can do it the old-fashioned way. Just give them a call, 865-539-1776 is their phone number, 539-1776, to set up an appointment. That's Malone Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Open lines this hour. If you want to jump in, we'll go ahead and open it up to you. 865-546-8200. If you want to get in, uh, Tennessee basketball tonight at the arena. If you've got thoughts on the Vols and Bulldogs at the hump, maybe the least intimidating, least hostile 
most dull environment in the Southeastern Conference. Is is that fair to say? I, I mean, Missouri That's is not very thinking. good. I don't know. I mean, when Missouri's good, that crowd can get pretty raucous up there. They just haven't been very good in a while. Texas A&M is not exactly a hornet's nest to go into. Georgia, Stegman Coliseum, not exactly a viper's pit itself. Yeah, but that's always – you say that, but over the years, and I'm talking like – you know, we were talking about uh, Bruce Pearl and Rick Barnes. Outside of Ray Mears, probably our two best coaches we've had here in basketball. Uh, been, Tennessee's just snake bit when it comes to the Steg. I mean, we've well, gone in there with, I think, more than any other sport at Tennessee, there's just been some baffling, baffling losses in Stegman for Tennessee basketball. Hey, man, winning on the road is hard. The road is tough. Let's get – we're going to get in here. Let's get T-Carp in here up first today on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. What's up, T-Carp? What's up, guys? How are hey, how are we this afternoon? Are we enjoying the sunshine, the big uh, ball of fire, supposedly in space in the sky? Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's shaping up to be a, a good afternoon here. It, it's quite nice. Where do uh, where would one gentleman find this uh, trash TV show <laughs> that uh, we were talking about? I'm glad you asked, T. Carp. I have everything you might need. Uh, it's on TLC, the Learning Channel. <laughs> Um, right, right. And uh, you can also find it on Discovery Very Plus. Educational T Carp. I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, right. I brought my I brought my kids in to watch it with me just uh, so they mm-hmm. have some, you know, experience. Ca- right, right, right. I, yeah. I get it. So uh, I, I I will jump down this rabbit hole with you guys because I I'm, I'm a fan and we'll we'll, we'll get uh, we will we'll, we'll learn about this show uh, together and uh, and do that. It, it reminds me. Um, it reminds me when we were all quarantined and we went down the uh, the uh, Tiger King rabbit hole together. Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah, that guy Probably. is isn't he dying in prison now? Something's got to be going on with him. I think so. I think it's yeah. He's it's got husband. um. He's got some kind of cancer. I don't know if it's Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah, pancreatic or something. Oh, that's not, that sucks. I hate to hear that. Have you have you been on that roller coaster again? Have you ever watched it again? I mean, I I know they came up with like follow up seasons, so I, I watched the main season and COVID like everybody else, but I've not gone back and rewatched it. If you, I mean, if you ever get bored rewatching it again, the roller coaster. I mean, it's still a roller coaster. It's still like, oh my gosh, that did happen. I They've just, got uh, three seasons of the Tiger King now on Netflix. Three seasons, my God! <laughs> you know it's funny. I heard recently they may have found Carol Baskin's husband. We all presume dead to be still alive. I don't oh, believe she fed you, that guy to the tigers. Carol right? Baskin. I I don't know it. I think I did watch a little bit of the second season, and they went into detail on him. I mean, he's just as nutty and kooky, and who knows where he is as well. It's it's wild, man. It's I I think he was selling tigers or something like that, or running drugs down to coast wherever he was 
supposedly is. Marcus, where'd they say he was, supposedly? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, it's been a while <laughs> since I've watched it. But, my goodness, it's – I just – I I uh, rewatched it uh, a couple months ago, and, man, it it's just an insane roller coaster. T-car, I, I could that see that as a time. solid business plan for you, a little side hustle. Get yourself a couple of wild tigers and yeah. uh, open up a little zoo out there in Blunt County. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Blunt County – the Blunt County Zoo. Some, we'll figure something out. T-Carp's we, we'll Wild to, Adventure. Yes. There, <laughs> there we go. Hey, hey, speaking of animals and wild adventures and all this, did you guys see the update for the clouded leopard escape? No. No, oh, they me. found it? No, I don't, I'm not sure if they found it, but what they did discover was that the enclosure it was in, um, the fence had been cut. Mm. And they also found... Uh, other fences cut, I think, at one of the monkey enclosures. Wow. So, I mean, why would you do that? Just, uh, Operation Chaos right there, just trying to let these wild animals out into the Dallas wild? I, hell, I guess so. Something like that. I, I think, did you all hear the, ever hear the story about uh, all these wild animals, uh, like bears and lions and tigers and stuff, that got loose at this one place, and they had to go in and kill them all? Yeah, they that's were running what, wild. It was in Ohio, right? Something like that. I don't. Yeah, know that was, was a that wasn't a real that like that wasn't uh, a uh, like a regular zoo. That was just some nutcase yeah, that had a whole bunch of wild. Yeah, animals, like crazy he, wild. Animals. And then he went crazy and just let them all loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no, seriously, Russ. It was like bears and lions and tigers. And- like crazy yeah. stuff, man. Oh man, I mean we're sitting here talking about Milf Manor. I mean, we are at the 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 bottom of the de evolution of the human species. I'm I'm for let's just go full Roman Colosseum times. I mean, I'm ready to put some like you put some dudes in like a small makeshift city or something, turn a loose a bunch of lions and tigers, sit back with your popcorn, watch the hilarity ensue. Golly, Russell Russell's Full on Hunger Games. Golly, <laughs> crazy man. Golly, there you go. But uh, that's really all I had. I had no sports thing other than people just need to chill out when it comes to Rick Barnes. Just it, it's one basketball game. It sucks. It really sucks. But just chill out. People, people get wild. People get. Oh, we're never going to win another game. I'm just going to jump off the Gay Street Bridge. Blah 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 blah. Listen to three and out again, huh, T Carp? Hey man, if if you get too much yourself into too much of a lather over Saturday, you're not going to have anything left over for the inevitable second round flame out in March. Right. That's that's exactly right, Russell. You have to save it for that because it inevitably will happen. We all know this, and we have to. Waller in the floor for two, three days after that happens. We're going. We're going to the Final Four this year, T-Carp. I'm talking it into existence. Houston, here we come, baby. All right. I'll believe it when I see it. Anyway, y'all be good. Love y'all. Love you too, buddy. T-Carp did not sound convinced by my attempt to rouse him to feeling the uh, Vols in the Final Four this year. No. It's just wild because some nights they look like they could, uh, you know, they could beat anybody in the country, and they can. Other nights they look like they'd have a hard time playing, uh, you know, Christian Academy. 
Let's get Martin in here next. Good afternoon, Martin. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Yes, Russell. Martin. Did you find anything from Adam Sparks about who the tight end coach might be? No, he said that he had heard some names and did not uh, get specific in there. Um, I guess the three names that are being bandied about on the internets the most are the the inside guy is uh, Alec Ablin. He's a quality control assistant, already in staff, young guy. And then there's a guy out west at UCLA named Jeff Ferris, who I believe is a Knoxville native, played at Catholic and played for David Cutcliffe at Duke. So he's got some East Tennessee ties there, and maybe you bring him home. And then is it Seth Littrell, the, the guy from North Texas who just got fired down there? He's, he's an offensive guy. He was a head coach at North Texas, but uh, is regarded as a, a very sound offensive mind. Those are the three names I'm hearing, Ablin, Ferris, and Littrell. I'm assuming yes. since he went to Cal, it's from the Ferris Russell. family. I got an update for you in basketball recruiting. What you got, Martin? There's a junior at Link Academy, a forward by the name of Tyler McKinney. At where now? At, at Link Academy in Missouri, the same school that the two commitments are from. Okay. Yeah. And there are two junior, and there are two sophomores. Our two guards. Yeah. And we've already offered them. And you say Tyler McKinley? Yes. Before we already now. offered him. Two four seven, four star, number forty two player in the country, class of twenty twenty four, six nine two twenty. Good list of Sounds schools after him: Cincinnati, Alabama, Auburn, Dayton. Sounds like a player, Martin. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. Just wanted to know update on the. That is, Coach, and when, next time you have Adam Sparks on, you tell him that I have a, I take the Knoxville New Sentinel. All right, I'll do it, man. Thanks, Martin. I right, thank you, buddy. Yep. Josh Heupel in no hurry no. to hire a tight ends coach. It, it, it's almost Belichickian, right? Remember last year uh, he just would not name an offensive coordinator, and it's like the more they pressed him, the more like he just wasn't going to do it. Yeah, but let's hope he doesn't do what uh, <laughs> Belichick did and hire Matt Patricia, who's never coached offense. Hire a defensive guy. Yeah. Did you guys see that about Mac Jones? And he kind of uh, – that story about how he, he went uh, outside of the chain of command wanting help, uh, you know. Sounds like he was really frustrated about Matt Patricia and apparently Belichick uh, didn't like that. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. It sounded like a, a just train wreck. I mean, Belichick's a lot of that shine's wearing off, man. Uh, when when he and Brady split, Brady won a Super Bowl, and the Patriots have stunk. They stink. Well, yeah, I mean, but he did go to the Buccaneers, who had a great defense. That's when Brady's at his best. I mean, you go back and look. I mean, most of those ones he won was when you know. I mean, he. I give him credit. He was flexible on his contract. Hey, look at the two Super Bowls Peyton won. The, the best Colts defensive year when Bob Sanders and those guys were balling out, and then when young Von Miller was coming off the edge for the Broncos. 
Yeah, that was okay. a loaded defense, and they had our guy uh, Malik, too. It was a stout defensive line that year. Got to have it. Got to have it. I'll say this about the uh, one area. I know it sounds like we're disagreeing with our guest, Adam, a, a lot. I, I'm really not. I, I, I like him. I think he does a fantastic job for the News Sentinel. He's the best football beat writer they've had there in a while. Um, that sounded like I was taking a shot at our guy, Blake Topmeyer, didn't I? Uh, a little bit. That's all right. <laughs> Blake and Adam are right up there. I mean, just neck and neck. Best of the new Sentinel football beat writers we've had in a long time. Um, now it sounds what, like you're taking a shot at John and Jimmy. Do what? John Adams, Knoxville News Sentinel. He's Jimmy, not a huh? beat writer. He's a columnist. Come on, man. Ah, what's the difference? Um, uh, it's a very big difference. But <laughs> I, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The one thing I, I would disagree with, you know, and I've heard this from a couple people saying that, you know, uh, tight ends coach is not that important from an X's nose standpoint. Just get a recruiter in there and get him a tight ends for, you know, coaching tight ends for dummies handbook and, and away you go. I don't think Hypel looks at it that way. I think that you got to be sharp on your X's and O's. And I think he values that just as much as the recruiting chops. I could be wrong. Maybe he's about to bring in a higher gun here, but I think he wants somebody who just meshes with his staff and, and the chemistry and understands his system and what he's trying to do and how to teach that. Yeah. I mean, we got a young guy, Ethan Davis over there, four-star tight end that we got to get coached up. And we also have one of the top players in the country, Jonathan Eccles from down at IMG committed already in this class who wants to play tight end. So you've got to be able to salvage that relationship, but also assuming that we hold on to him and get him, coach him up when he gets here. Show him the way. Certainly. I mean, we had, we've, we've gone the other route with Jeremy Pruitt. We had Niedermeyer, who was supposed to be some hotshot recruiter. I don't think he was that big of a hotshot recruiter. He's just a bag man. I think Hypel looks at it. You remember the ice hockey game on the original Nintendo NES bear? Mm-hmm. And you could you could have that skinny guy, and he's really fast, but you know you can you can knock him down easily, or you can have the big fat guy, and you can't knock him off the puck, but he's slow, and you had the middle guy, right? He was kind of in between. He's a little more agile than the skinny guy, but not quite as fast, um, not quite as sturdy as the fat guy, not quite as fast, or, or but a little bit faster. I feel like Heupel, Heupel was always going at the middle guy, right? He wants the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a better uh, analogy. I'm dating myself here, that Nintendo analogy. You and I are the only ones that get that. Probably. So my son and I are playing a lot of Mario Kart, right? And it, it's sneaky, right? Because he's got, like, all the saved characters that he's edited, and he's got the the fastest car with the best handling and the most acceleration and all that stuff. And I don't know how to do that. So I've got to be very careful when I choose my character. And then my car, you choose the car, and then you choose the tires, and then you choose the little sail thing. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about right now, Bear? Do you play Mario Kart at all? No, I'm an Xbox guy. Okay. So... But you gotta you gotta be careful because if you like get too fast to tire, then the sailors slow you down. You gotta find that Goldilocks setup. 
you would like the, that gay bear. It's kind of NASCAR. You got it. It's all about the setup, man. I'm on. Uh, I, I play Formula One. My point is Formula One. My point is Josh Heupel, this tight ends coach. He's not just going to get the fast, the you know, the the car with the most speed and sacrifice a lot of handling and acceleration. Right. He's looking for that perfect mix. And it might not be the best recruiter to ever come down the pike, but he is going to be a good coach. I think he's it's, not going to Niedermeyer this thing is what I'm trying to say. No, but I also think it, it's similar to his – it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone because it's, it's – I mean, it, it falls along the same lines as how he – the players that he picks, especially in like the transfer portal who he brings in. He's, he's very, very uh, calculating and – he knows what he's looking for, whether it be a player or a coach in his system. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree with that statement. I, I just like the no-nonsense approach, man. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. With all the nonsense we've had here through the years. Finally, I have a coach that you don't really know what he's up to, but you trust it's probably something good. Well, yeah, and I mean, especially after the year we just had, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding. You know, talk about another old, old cliche, but I mean, we're went eleven and two, and we're Orange Bowl champions. Past, past couple of guys, Cornbread, Botch, Dooley. When they were quiet, you knew something was up, man, and it probably wasn't going to be good. Remember when Dooley went MIA for like a month after he lost to Kentucky? Yeah, that's when they should have fired him. Nothing good happened in that month. I guarantee you. That was uh, that was when he he said he told uh, the hitman that if you give me my buyout I'll just go ahead and and leave now. Allegedly. And what what was it? I mean, it compared to some of these buyouts now. Looking back on it, could have gotten off pretty cheap getting rid of Doolander that year. But then we never would have had botch in our life championship. Stay with us. The drive continues. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. If you want to join the festivities, we'd love to hear from you. A couple lines available for you right now. 546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Quick timeout. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. It brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Investigators said Darius Miles, the Alabama basketball player charged with capital murder, provided the gun used in the fatal shooting, but then another man fired the weapon. Yeah, that doesn't matter in the state of Alabama. Most states, that doesn't matter. He's it's not going to change his charge. Investigators wrote in a court document that Miles admitted to providing the handgun immediately before the shooting. Another man is accused by police of firing the gun and killing a young woman near the university's campus. 21-year-old is a junior reserve forward from Washington, D.C., and uh, he, along with 20-year-old Michael Lynn Davis of Charles County, Maryland, are charged with capital murder in the shooting death of Jamea Harris. She was 23. The shooting occurred early Sunday morning on the Strip, student-oriented business district of bars, restaurants, and whatnot near the Tuscaloosa campus. Harris was sitting in the passenger seat of a car when she was struck by a bullet, investigators wrote in the court document. Alabama has kicked Miles off the team. Bama playing Vanderbilt in Nashville tonight. Defense lawyers maintaining their client's innocence 
And uh, we'll see what happens. Just a, a tragic situation Innocence all the of, way around. Innocent of what? I mean, he told the cops he gave the guy the gun. Yeah, I, I wonder. I don't know what else too, they're supposed to say, but. Is he not watching? The, has he never seen the first 48, man? Why would you admit to anything? I, I don't I don't know. Why would you? I mean. Why would you be a basketball player and have a gun at the University of Alabama? Yeah, why would you I mean, be putting uh, yourself in that kind of situation? Why would you? Why would a normal human being, even at that age, and we all know that kids that age are not fully matured yet, but it seems like a pretty extreme response to a girl not talking to you in a club. You know, I feel like that's something that's happened to just about every guy I know at some point in their life, a girl's not been that interested in you. Give you the cold shoulder. Speak for yourself. Well, that's fine. You just go on about your business. You gotta I handle, you got to learn how to handle rejection. So it'll be interesting to see how Alabama reacts to it tonight. So Yeah, they should probably handle Vanderbilt on the road under normal circumstances, but these are far from normal st- circumstances. Meanwhile, Jarrell Poe, fans might remember this name, a former NFL defensive lineman who played for the Chiefs and uh, the Texans, played at Ole Miss. Yeah, I believe Tennessee recruited him heavily back in the day, and he was heavy. I remember him. He's a big old dude. Arrested in Mississippi uh, last week on a kidnapping charge. Whoa. 35 years old now. He's currently listed in the Madison County Detention Center. Ridgeland Police Department said in a news release that officers responded to a Chase Bank at around 1.40 p.m. local time in reference to a report of someone being held against their will. Upon arriving, officers made contact with the victim upon arrival, and he told authorities he was kidnapped and forced to take out money. Huh. That's pretty bad. The old, uh, yeah, take you down to the ATM and take out a bunch of money. Yeah. Sounds like Mr. Poe needs to spend uh, quite a bit of time thinking about himself in jail and what he did. Police said the victim identified the suspects as Poe and Gavin Bates. Both men were arrested on the scene and were charged with one count of kidnapping. Authorities still investigating the incident. Guys, that guy's lucky, man, that. The cops were able to get there and free him and arrest his assailants right there. I mean, we've all heard that story before. It usually doesn't end well. No. No, it doesn't. The whole world's gone crazy, Russell. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Some bad people doing some bad things out there. Finally, we go to Boone Police, Watauga Sheriff's Office. I believe this is in North Carolina. Invest, uh, investigating a chase involving a John Deere tractor this morning in western North Carolina. Chase began in Boone around the 9 a.m. hour in the area of Highway 421 in the city limits. The tractor driver reportedly hit at least two vehicles and pushed a dumpster into a church building, according to the police scanner dispatches. Chase continued on to Old Highway 421. Oh, yes, Old Highway 421, where spike strips were delayed just be, or deployed, excuse me, just before the food line. 
I mean, this is like going back into Mayberry, old Highway 420. Yeah, put them spike strips out in front of the old food line up there on old Highway 421. Boone, isn't that? That's App State, isn't it? Yep. Did you watch yeah, the spike uh, strips for a tractor? Did you see the, the video for it? No, no. There's a little video on the article, too, that talks about, like, you're just watching this tractor. Doesn't look like it's going that fast with just a trail of cars behind it. It's a big old dude in it with a big old beard. Swerving around. Where does he think he's going? I don't know. But from I don't my, know, would the spike strips make it through those tires? That's what I'm thinking. I, I didn't even know, like, those were inflatable tires. I, get, I guess yeah. they are, but. Yeah, they are. Lasted for an hour, by the way. I've seen those. Have you never seen those videos? How they, uh, when those tires come off the hub, and how they, they, I think they spray like WD forty in them and light it off, and it they'll pop back on the rim. Huh. Hmm. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that alcohol was a factor. Probably <laughs> so. I would say that's a safe assumption. Although 9 a.m. It's pretty early to be hammered on a tractor. You guys ever seen the uh, the video of uh, one of George Jones' drunk driving arrests where he gets crazy with the cops? I'm I'm, down. I mean, I've, everybody's heard the story about him getting arrested on a lawnmower. Is that the one? No, right no. There. He was in a Cadillac on this one. He was not happy. He's getting ornery. I mean, you say ornery. I say uh, aggressive and abusive. <laughs> wasn't nothing borderline about it. George is wild, man. He's lucky he's the possum. But yeah, he did Lesser. get pulled over on a uh, on a lawnmower. Lesser men get mouthy with the police. You probably not going to end well. <laughs> Keep using that. Probably not going to end well. Yeah, not going to end well. You know. He, Lived it in not well. He wasn't one of these pretend. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't pretending like these country people are now. He's pretend tough guys. He was a real deal, Russell. Outlaw. Sounds like you're coming perilously close to endorsing drunken driving. No, I'm just endorsing George Jones and dude was a legend, man. Yeah, but he's authentic. He he could have been. He could have been legendary without endangering the lives of hundreds of other innocent civilians. See how I'm boxing you in? You like this? Eh, you've never <laughs> been able to box me in completely. I'll squirm out of it. That is the docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer. The Car Wreck Pro attorneys, you check them out online at foxandfarmer.com. We appreciate their sponsorship of the show and the segment and all things fan run. Remember, they don't get paid unless you do. So if you're injured in an accident, you're wondering, man, I don't know. Get a lawyer involved. Go to court. Sounds like a big hassle. Doesn't cost anything. Doesn't cost anything. And you might have a big settlement headed your way. So give them a ring. Tell them fan run sent you. They'd be glad to sit down with you for free. Discuss your case. And who knows? Maybe you get that big check headed your way. 865-531-9400 is the number. Fox and Farmer, 531-9400. Online at foxandfarmer.com. Russell Bear and Marcus back with you, taking your phone calls this afternoon. 865-546-8200.
your number to get on board, 546-8200. I see, uh, the, speaking of uh, the New Sentinel, given the local paper of record, a lot of free pub today on the show. Adam Sparks was outstanding in hour number one, if you're just joining. Uh, I was looking at knoxnews.com during the break, and it looks like uh, they're discussing a uh, new highway, a bypass for I-40 to help alleviate some of that traffic that you may be stuck in right now as you're listening to the program. Where, uh, what are they bypassing? Well, I mean, just the, uh, the West Knoxville, uh, the traffic, like if you're ever out, you know, that way, eastbound's gotten really bad, but I mean, all it takes is one wreck. And they say that it's the most trafficked, it's the most heavily used piece of interstate in the state. The 16 mile stretch of I-40, 75 and Farragut. Yeah, it's one of the most uh, heavily used um, parts of the entire inter- interstate system in the country because it's where 40 and 75 cross. I feel like it, they just... <laughs> they've been working on I-40 all our lives, right? And now we're going to do another one. Knox County's population expected to grow by almost 79,000 people by 2040. Hmm. And um, local, local, uh, I'm not sure what you call it, uh, congressman, civics leader, councilman. Larson J says it could take tw- 10 to 20 years to complete once construction begins. That's what we need. Another 20 year construction project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're just in the exploratory phases, right? So imagine this, Bear. They, they kick that baby off for about three years, start building the uh, I-40 bypass. And... I mean, hell, we'll... Good chance 65-year-old we'll be... Russ rolling across that thing for the first time on my way up to Rickard Ridge. I'll probably be long gone. Nah, you, you, you make it. I have made it this far. I have. That I have. Yeah, so that's what they're talking about, the new I-75, I-40 bypass. I feel like we just finally got – I know the traffic's awful, but, like, I remember I lived in those apartments straight out of college right off Weisgarber and I-40. Oh, Sutter's Mill and London Town, yeah. those. Yeah, and they were working on I-40 right there the entire time I lived there, which was a couple of years. And, like, as soon as I left – they finished it. And aside from the traffic, like, it's pretty nice, right? We got, I mean, I remember growing up there. I'm sure you do, too. Like, it was just a two-lane two interstate both ways, right? I mean, it definitely was when I was a kid. Now we got, like, four or five lanes in, in some parts. Like, we finally got it right. Now they're telling us we got to do it again. I guess it won't impact. Like, they won't be tearing any of that up. They're just adding some new stuff. Yeah. But still. The work goes on. Well, they're working out on uh, 640. Like, you don't want to get on 640 at night past Broadway, like heading out towards the old East Town exit. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It sometimes goes down to one lane. Um, I drive it a lot because, you know, Chance kind of lives that direction. And, I, you know, I go visit with Chance quite a bit. And there was one night. I was coming back and went to get on the interstate to come back into town. And there was like, you couldn't get on. 
There was like two cop cop cars there. They wouldn't let you get on the on ramp. And so I have to go back and spend the night with Chance. Jamie, hang right there. We're coming to you next, bud. We got to take a quick break right here. We'll be right back for more of your phone calls. The drive continues on to cause chaos when Russ sitting around. This is what I'm talking about, folks. Everybody listen to me. And then I get in trouble with Russ because he says I don't have a firm enough hand on uh, keeping keeping everybody in line. He says I indulge Jamie too much. So, you know, I got Jamie coming in here and running wild. I'm a little distracted. I, You know, if I didn't love Jamie, I'd be kind of offended. But it is what it is, Marcus. So, um, well, that will do it for our number two. Got hour number three coming up here on the drive. Marcus Young will be in with your top five at five, and hopefully we'll be reconnect, reconnected to Russ when we get back. You are listening to the drive on Fan Run Radio. <laughs> 